In-depth journalism in the Memphis community, The Daily Memphian is of Memphis, not just in Memphis, and seeks to tell the stories of this city. TheDailyMemphian.com. Truth in place. And welcome back to this week's episode of In the Trenches. I'm John Varlis, high school sports reporter with The Daily Memphian. This is episode eight. We're eight weeks into the high school football season. Can you believe it? And and this week we've got a, a special guest, and, and uh, I'm really looking forward to talking to him because because when you talk about high school football, one of the main things is just show improvement, and, and no team in town really has shown more improvement this season than the East High Mustangs, and we're uh, honored and, and pleased to have their coach uh, with us this week, Dr. Katari Donald. Coach, how you doing, man? Thank you for coming and, and getting in the trenches with us. Oh, thank you for having me. I really appreciate you having me on. Yes, sir. Now, now, like I like I just said, um, you know, and, and a lot of people, if, if you're not keeping careful track of high school football, you know, your guys are off to a, a five and one start to the season. And, and what makes it even more impressive is, is where you came from, man. Last year, you guys were zero and ten, really struggled. You know, really even had a tough time. You know, get, you know, getting the ball in the end zone and things like that, but. You know, so let's talk about that. I mean, how, how tough was, was last year for you, Coach? And, and and I guess more importantly, what did you see last year that kind of helped, you know, set the tone for this year and maybe plant a few seeds, you know, for this year? Well, I mean, basically, like you, like you said, it will, it really was a rough, uh, rough season uh, when you're not winning games and you're not having uh, guys who perform. And, we, of course, we lost a lot of players with the transition and coaches, and I've learned a lot of lessons in those situations with losing, uh, just like with winning, uh, you, you have to learn to try to build a good foundation. And we've had a excellent support staff with administration, church, uh, groups, Christ Methodist, uh, my coaches, parents, um, all of them are buying in and doing what they need to do to, for us to get better. Right. I mean, you, you know, you, you did mention it. I mean, but from, you know, I, I know from a coaching standpoint, you know, when you and your, your staff get together, obviously the goal is, is to win every week, but you know, you, you guys are adults. I mean, how do you think all that, you know, all that negativity and all the struggles of last year affected the team? I mean, was it, was it hard to keep guys focused? Was it hard to keep them, you know, big, you know, focused in on the big picture? Well, last year, I think we had a lot of young guys and we knew we had a lot of young guys and nobody likes losing, but I think in every loss, we did learn lessons from those things. And our coaching staff, we directed our attention attention on uh, different aspects of more than just football, the character issues that uh, play a great part of what you're going to do for the future. And I think those guys showed great character last year, learning from those mistakes and putting forth a better effort going into the spring and summer to put us to set us up for this season. Right. And, 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 um, and, and this season has been in much better coach. When did you, you know, going into fall camp, you know, did you, did you think you guys could be five and one at this stage of the game? You know, what were your expectations going into the season? Obviously I know you just wanted to be better, but what, what were your expectations? Uh, we, we really didn't look at the uh, record off the top. So we just started okay. looking at, like I said, focusing on our kids and wondering that if we did certain things the right way, we believe we'll give ourselves a chance to win each and every week. And uh, doing those things weekly, I think, set us up to where we were, where we are now. And I think my coaches and, like I said, all those involved put forth a great effort to to, to set us up. And we believe that we can win. Uh, just we wanted to focus on the kids and uh, what they can do with them individually. And like I said, their character far outshine 
uh, where we are record wise. Right. And, and, and I'm glad you mentioned character because, you know, you're, you're at East, which is, you know, I think everybody knows is, is a STEM school. So you're dealing with, with guys that are, you know, for the most part, not only accomplished athletes, but they're also uh, accomplished, you know, in the classroom as well. I mean, you got to be to, you know, to, to just be over there. Right, coach? Exactly. Uh, you can't go to school there unless you're uh, <laughs> performing. And I give them time, you know, if they have to go to tutoring, uh, any type of ACT prep, because I want my kids, I've always wanted kids to have aspirations of uh, higher education if that's what they they choose to do. So those kids with those type of uh, attitudes and, you know, we focus on a lot of different things outside of football, which also made us, I think, that much better with scheming and uh, things we could do. And even with my my kids, uh, I allow them freedom to, to to look at what's going on out there and to make adjustments, just like we, we as coaches are making adjustments. Okay, so 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 what I'm hearing you say is you 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 trust your guys to 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 make you know calls on the field on their own. Yeah, or, I, I, just based on what they see, is that right? Based off what okay, he sees, cool. I mean that's what we we try to get them to uh, look at what's going on and be able to make those changes because of course we only have so many timeouts and a lot of times you can only see so much from yeah. the booth and sideline. And if I cannot teach them how to see what I see as offense or defense, then we're struggling when we get to those better teams as we get further, further in the season and even playoff. Yeah. And, 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 and from being, from being 0 and 10 last year, like you were to, to being five and one now and even, and even, you know, considering the playoffs is remarkable, but you're right. You guys have a, a great chance to make the postseason. I know as a coach, you don't want to look too far ahead, but right. you know, five and one, you're undefeated in the region and, uh, and, and playing some really good football, man. I mean, did, did you, did you think it would like, I, I, did you think it would come this quickly? Did you, you know, because I mean, it's it's really an impressive turnaround. Uh, I honestly believe that we had opportunity just because of the, the way we lost last year, and the, you know the games that we did lose and not scoring points. I mean, it was just one or two things that kept us from not scoring in different situations, different against uh, far better uh, athletes at the time. Yeah, you know, more experienced athletes. So it it just made me believe that we can get our kids to uh, focus on a little bit of things that it'll give us a chance each and every week, and, and those things have came to fruition. So now it seems like we do have a legitimate chance of being a, a really great team if we continue to, to uh, improve each and every week. Yeah, and, and and like Coach kind of alluded to, you know, dropping down in classification, you know, certainly helped East. I mean, it, it just – it kind of helped level the playing field, right, Coach? Because, you mm-hmm. know, with the enrollment situation going down, I mean, it's, it's just – it just makes it a little bit more equitable now for the football team to be, you know, in a league like you are now with the the Westwoods and the the Freedom Preps and the BTWs. People people with similar enrollment and, and similar right. types of, of of kids, right? Right. I mean, that was one of the biggest things I think when we were in 4A last year. Of course, when we lost all the uh, players that we did with the transition of coaches and even with the T STEM program, I think we were a lot of time matched with with. With 60, 70 kid teams. Yeah, exactly. And we had, I think I had 28, five maybe. And of course, playing both ways. And if you know anything about football, that's taxing for a kid who's never played football sometimes or even played middle school football. So now he did level the playing field of putting guys against people that are just like us. And even with, you know, our kids being as intelligent as they are, it allowed us to do a lot of other different things in within the region to continue to progress. 
And I think that's what we're doing. Now let's talk about some of the some of the reasons for this turnaround. Uh, you know, you've got a a really good uh, quarterback this year, a kid named Jalen Wright. That uh, if people don't know the name, you probably might want to get Jalen on your radar because he's putting up some good numbers this season and, and and doing a great job leading East Coach. You know, give me the scouting report on Jalen. What has he brought to the table? What kind of player is he? And 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 what's you know what's made him so uh, successful this year? Well, I, I think even after last year, because he started games last year, and again, he was the guy, and like I always told him, I mean, being a quarterback, it takes a special kind of guy. And he's embraced that that uh, aspect and even to helping the team, and he's picked up on certain reads and keys, and he's progressed in a lot of different ways because I told him last year, we win games last year if you progress. And this year he's done those things, and he's done the, the little things of trying to do everything the right way. And I believe he's just an example of where we're headed to, and, and that kid is going to be really special. And he's just a junior. Yeah. What was what was his his off season like in his preseason? How did how did how did he prepare for this season, coach? Oh, uh, he worked really hard in the weight room, and uh, I mean anything that I've asked him on the offensive side of the ball for is uh, learning how to be more fundamentally sound with handling the ball, uh, running the offense, uh, even throwing the ball in his mechanics. I mean, he's paid a lot of. Uh, attention to detail and going about his craft. And I'm very proud of uh, where he's come from because, again, last year, you know, not winning games and, you know, still staying positive and still staying with the team, um, he's progressed in, in, in 180 degrees <laughs> – that I couldn't even imagine at this point. That's terrific. And, and, and of course, you know, Jay, you can't, you know, quarterbacks only as good as receivers. And, and Jalen's got a, an awesome target as well. A, a young guy named Tony Stackhouse, who is among the leading receivers in our area. Um, you know, break down Tony for us, coach. What is, what has he brought to the table? Cause he's, he's a new name for me this year. I didn't recognize his name at the start of the season. It's yeah, he didn't play offense last year. Okay. I, you know, last year he, he had a – You got um, him hiding over on defense? He was hiding on defense, <laughs> playing corner, and I used to look at him like, you know, why are you not playing offense? He was like, Coach, I didn't mind learning the plays. But when we went to the spring, he started picking up on the offense, and we started seeing little flashes of stuff that I believed. I'm like, wait a minute. I think he can be uh, a special <laughs> kid because we, we weren't running a lot of things through him, and now we run a lot of different things through Tony. Because he has speed, and I looked at him. I'm like, just like in the Matrix. I'm like, you're faster than that. And once he <laughs> once he grasped that, and he started to just run. I mean, he just ends up in the end zone. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm very proud of him as well. Does Does he have good hands as well? Is, is he the, has good the, hands, good instincts. Like I said, we run the ball with him too. You know, we 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 picked up what we've asked of him, and again, he starts both ways, of, of course. So he does play corner. So we we have to monitor, you know, his time too. Because we do a lot of motioning and a lot of stuff like that with him, so yeah, um, we we do look at what he what uh, what he brings to the table, and I, and, it, and it has a, a different dimension to the offense that we didn't have last year. And and, and you know nothing is nothing's going to get done offensively if, if the guys up front aren't doing their jobs, and you have a good a good two way lineman coach. Tell us about tell us about Ian as well. Oh, Ian Peck. Ian Peck is a, is a is a is a great kid. I mean, uh, fundamentally, he he's always asking what he can do, what he can, you know, how we need to do this. And he's not he's on defense. He's not, not able. They don't block him very well. Awesome. Uh, he, he slides in and in. He, he goes from inside to tackle. Uh, he plays both of those, and then you know, from defensive end to defensive tackle. And he's he's has a. Uh, a lot of sacks this year and got in the backfield, tackle for losses, caused a lot of disruption. And without him, I know, and, you know, my, my entire offensive line, we, we wouldn't be able to do the things we'd be able to do on offense. Yeah, how, how big is Ian? Ian's about 6'3", uh, about 210. Uh, I mean, some of the guys were looking at him in the spring, and, uh, I mean, he was raw last year because he was new. Right. He came from playing soccer. 
Oh, and he, that's he, incredible. You know, he was playing soccer last year, and I'm like, you know, going around school trying to find kids. <laughs> and he was one that came last year, and it was like brand new. And he had flashes last year that I thought he could be, you know, special. And this year he picked it up, and he's a true leader. I mean, on and off the uh, field, he's the battalion commander of the uh, school too. So he, that's he, awesome. He's a, a he's a kid that you know that I think is going to do well in the future. Well, I mean, and that's that's fascinating because if he's if he was playing soccer, particularly at that size, I mean, his footwork has to be, you know, I mean, that's one thing you don't have to worry about. Obviously, he's got good good footwork, and and, and from what I'm hearing you say, you know, he's like he's a sponge, too. He's not afraid to ask questions, and, and he wants to get better, right? That's, I mean, as a coach, that's that's what you, that's all you can ask for, right? When he was last, when he was doing his last year and asking those questions, I mean, it, it made me take notice that, okay, you know, we, if we can get through this year and maybe squeeze out a win or two or squeeze out some points, that we'll have some positive uh, notes, but even during those losses, I think he took it well, and he still asked questions. He still stayed positive. He still came back in the spring uh, from January to July. He was doing a lot of different things, trying to organize kids to uh, to keep us going. And I think because of him and some of the other things that we have, it, it, it allowed us to do a lot of different things and get ready for this season. Now, you got a, a big game coming up this weekend. You're playing Thursday, right, Coach? Yes, sir. Tell, uh, t- t- Break down this week's game for us, coach, and, and tell us uh, tell us what you expect and what you can ex- what we can expect from uh, East uh, this week. Well, I mean, uh, I graduated from Westwood, so it's kind of one of those things. Uh, uh, you it's, you it's, always want to beat your old team. It's and the then, Qatari you know, Donald Bowl. This yeah, week. <laughs> I mean, some of them I saw on their little their little post. I'm like, well, you know, I'm coming back to <laughs> they're coming here for homecoming. It wasn't planned to be, you know, just home game. Yeah. So, but I know Westwood prevents challenges. I see those guys swarming to the ball. Uh, they they cause a lot of problems because they have athletes out there, you know. But I still believe that if we continue to progress like we have been doing, and we do the things that we can do, you know, and control what we can control, I think we'll be able to uh, come out victorious against Westwood. And, and if you do, you would you would remain undefeated in the in the region, and and you know, at, at six and one with only a couple of regular season games left. I mean, that would put you guys in, in really decent shape for a, a playoff contingent, which would just be a phenomenal accomplishment, you know, considering where you guys came from last year. I mean, do you do you even allow yourself to think that far ahead, Coach, or are you you doing the old one one game at a time thing? Man, it's, <laughs> it's, it's easy to say you don't think because, you you know, you always want to make playoffs. I mean, you want your kids to get that exposure. You want them to get that experience, but you also make sure that each week, like I say, you know, we, we're – we always talk about where we are and what our goal is. And our, our goal, of course, ultimately to win division. But we have to take it week by week because we have so many games. And just winning four or five games doesn't put you uh, uh, at the top of the division or doesn't put you in the playoffs yet. So we still got a lot of work to go. And I try to keep them grounded by going to the film and looking at what we're doing and look at what we have already done and trying to look at, especially offensively, what you're doing mm-hmm. and what you're doing to to not be able to move the ball or what you're doing not on, you know, what you're not doing on third down to continue to progress. And I think our guys get in that film room and being smart like they are, you know, they get in there with us and we, you know, we dissect that film and we come out each week looking at what we did and trying to improve on and looking at what Westwood does and trying to stop what they do the best. Yeah. And, and uh, to, to finish up with, with, with coach Donald, um, you know, I wanted, one of the reasons I, I really wanted to talk to you coach was, you know, just to talk about you personally. I mean, we have a lot of great coaches around here, a lot of smart guys, but you know, you, you're Dr. Katari Donald. You have, you have worked hard. You've done the classwork and, and I admire you and tip your hat to it. Cause I know, you know, I have a, an inkling of what it takes to, to get a doctor. 
doctorate degree and and you have one coach where you know tell us you know tell our listeners where what is your doctorate in you know where where did you get it from and, and what was the motivation to to pursue you know your ed- education to that point what you know wh- where did that drive and desire to to get that come from well i got my doctorate from freed hardman university uh in administrative supervision uh, and I've always had the, you know, been a lifelong learner. I mean, I think as coaches, we, we, we want to teach our kids to learn and be the importance of education. And I've always, when I got to a certain level of teaching my master's in EDS in administration, and I was one step from a doctor and I looked at the coursework and looked at what I wanted to actually do my research on. And I actually did my research on the, uh, the association between coaches, leadership behaviors and self-efficacy and grit. And self-efficacy and grit is what we focus on at East High School because self-efficacy, it tends to look at what how the kids perceive their ability to achieve certain goals and mm-hmm. looking at grit because grit and grind with Memphis. Sure. That's something that coaches always look at. We want our kids to be this and that. So my study was based basically on what we can do as coaches, and that's stuff that I present to my coaches, and we look at how we can coach our kids to become lifelong learners and lifelong, you know, grittier individuals and kids with high self-efficacy because those things tend to be what us as coaches are looking for in our kids. So it was really uh, coincidental that when I started looking at it, I'm like, wait a minute, I need to do something that's impactful for my team and that's going to be impactful for my coaches and impactful for my kids. So those are things that I, I wanted to focus on. And when I started my research and continued throughout it, I looked at it. And I said, well, you know what? I think these things will be really prevalent. I, we 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 actually use these uh, this philosophy and what we do and what we teach. And if you ask any of my kids, they'll tell you what self-efficacy is and they'll mm-hmm. tell you what grit is. And they'll tell you what it means for them and what we've used it for to continue to fuel what we're doing right now. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's just so important, too, because, you know, uh, as you know, Coach, for, for most of your players, for most – players on every team when when you know when high school when they when their senior season ends when they play their last game in the 12th grade you know football's going to end for a lot of these guys mm-hmm. you know some lucky ones might go on to play college and might have a, a career after that but for the most part you know it, it, it's going to be time to start falling back on that education and, and what you know what what better example of a coach that's that's you know you're talking the talk, but you've also walked the walk too. I mean, you've done everything you're telling these guys. It's important to do. I mean, you know how? I mean, what an example for those guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm very thankful and blessed. I mean, God has truly blessed me, and I think He blessed me to put me in situation that I've learned from. You know, in different situations that where we weren't successful, we try to figure out ways of why we weren't successful. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like what I teach them about life. I mean, each and every one of these young men are going to be somebody's uh, husband and somebody's father. So. Even if you don't have a desire to go to college, what are you going to do? What are your aspirations or what are your dreams for next year? I need you to be able to figure out what is it that you're trying to do because we have different tracks over at East High School, you know, technological, you know, aviation. We have a lot of different things, and some of them may not go to college, like you say, but my biggest thing is trying to get them to look at what their future lies in. And I know each and every day presents a different challenge, and just like each and every team. So I'm always correlating life and team and even the game situation. And I think all those things in general has put us in a position where, again, we ultimately won football games. And that was my last thing about, you know, winning games was not the first aspect of what we're going to do. I told them if we do this and do this, winning will come. You know, even when I talk to the parents, we do these things, I believe winning will come. And I believe it's an example of we're halfway through of what we were talking about when we met with those parents, we met with those kids in the fall, even administrators, because, again, we get so much support 
over there, not just academically, but athletically. And I think those things and the, and, and the support we get through the school that has been invaluable with us. Well, that's that, – I mean, I really appreciate that, Coach. I mean, that's that's tremendous. And like I said, man, hats off to you because, you know, as somebody that uh, – somebody that, you know, likes to learn too, even at my age, but, you know, the thought of, you know, pursuing anything beyond – my my little four year degree is just <laughs> is just mind boggling. So man, hats off to you. All credit to oh, you, and, you, you and 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 really appreciate the work you're doing, man. It sounds like uh, East is lucky to have you, man. Any any predictions on the game this week? We're gonna finally get some uh, football weather Thursday. No, no predictions. I uh, hope my quarterback handles it. He he don't like the cold. But I, I'm like it is football weather, so he's gonna have to get used to it. And especially if you plan on making any type of postseason run. I mean, we may get some of these strange days. Oh gosh, but you know, right now it's getting to the, where we are. So. Predicting, uh, you know, I'll, I'm going, I'm going to go with East Mustang. Just, you know, we we know what we we need to do. We know what we've been preparing for, and it's just one more step in our goal to achieve, uh, you know, district champs. So, yeah, if you guys are going to be playing into November, which which hopefully, you know, hopefully you will, it's, it's gonna it's gonna get cold at some point. So, uh, get get Jalen on the right page, man. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, he's gonna get there. I'm, I know he was just joking. Yeah. Well, thank you, Coach. That's Doctor Katari Donald from East High School. They got a big game Thursday at Westwood. Where's the game, Coach? It's at Crump Stadium. Crump Stadium. Everybody, go down to historic Crump Stadium and and check out East and West Westwood. It should be a really good one. Thank you for coming in, Coach. Really appreciate it, man. All right. Thank you all for having me. In addition to uh, the big East and Westwood game in, in Region 8, 1A and Crump this week, we've got a, you know, some, some other good ones on the schedule. The game that the uh, Daily Memphian will be in attendance at on Friday night is uh, Whitehaven, the top team in our um, Daily Memphian Power 15 rankings. They will open region play against a, a really good White Station team, which is going to be the home team Friday at the fairgrounds. White Station is five and two, uh, and and really they could very easily be seven and zero oh at this point. Both of the games they've played, they lost on the last play of the game, and so it's been you know two really close losses for White Station, a really good team, and and of course everybody knows about Whitehaven and their their great defense and their great. Trio of linebackers, Bryson Eason, Martavius French, and Tamarian McDonald. So, uh, so if you're in the neighborhood of the fairgrounds on Friday night, go check out that one. Um, Thursday night, a huge rivalry game out at Collierville is, is Houston comes to town. Houston is undefeated and, um, they will visit Collierville Thursday night. That's always a, a great rivalry between those schools, regardless of the sport. And, uh, football is just the biggest stage and it's going to provide a, a really great atmosphere out at Collierville. So, so check that one out. Also, um, in the small division 2A category, the, the small private school, the smallest private school classification, Nashville Christian, which is the number one team in the state in that, in that particular, um, division, they will visit Fayette Academy, which is number two. So you'll have number one and number two in the state in division two A. And that's going to be Friday out at Fayette Academy should be a really good game and a, a potential for lots of scoring in that one. So, so go check it out. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of in the trenches. You can look forward to new episodes every week on Wednesday afternoons. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at John Varlis, and you can find this podcast and more from the Daily Memphian anywhere you get your podcasts, including iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. Thank you for listening. In-depth journalism in the Memphis community, the Daily Memphian is of Memphis, not just in Memphis, and seeks to tell the stories of this city. TheDailyMemphian.com. Truth in place.